Hi. Uh, good evening. Thank you for your patience. All right, let's get into uh, kingdom leaders, and we'll, we'll uh, I won't review. We won't pick up where we left off. We'll just get into what we have for today. All right, so so we so we're gonna hit a couple things today. I told you we'll hit uh, the chisel, the chosen, and the chickens. Um, I'm trying to think if I want to hit this first. Got this spirit, that spirit, leading out the spirits of murder. God, people finding these. All right, so 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 okay. Before uh, before we get into that angle, I just want to prep us for for that because again, uh, those that are chiseled, we're handcrafted and customized by God. Um, that all makes sense. Probably here in a month or two, uh, uh, there's a a teaching called uh, chiseled on his image, I think, or something like that. Uh, but but chiseled to be carved out to be handcrafted and a part of that carving out is God but a part of, the, part of it is us scripture says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling you're right so so even the the prophet in us the the uh the pastor in us the teacher in us the uh the 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 business mogul in us uh the dancer in us the singer in us the athlete in us it's in there, but you have to carve it out, right? And so uh, uh, so then you have the chosen. So many are called, a few are chosen. We'll get into that scripture here in a second. Um, so again, God handcrafted you, inserted you into this earth realm. And you, and just like Jesus, we had to go through a process. We were under tutors. We we're supposed to be under tutors and governors until the appointed time of the Father, Galatians 4, 1 and 2. We're under teachers and trainers that God has customized to put, to open the way, to prepare the way, to to represent the way for us to live out. Some of these teachers are younger. Some of them are older. Some of them are children. Uh, some of them are, are um, fickled. Some of them are weird. Uh, uh, some of them are very intelligent. Some of them are, are not sharp in their mind, but creatively sharp right some of them are not sharp in their mind and they're not, they're not creatively sharp but they're spiritually sharp so so God set it up that way so you have to pay attention to everybody around you and you have to respect and reverence everybody around you you have to submit yourselves one to another any person you uh, ignore any person you take for granted uh, any person that you you think uh, you devalue or or a uh, scripture says don't have any respect of person could be the missing piece that's causing you not to get the pope the the purpose promotion right so you, so God set it up where you gotta uh you can't be too busy to pay attention too busy with what too busy with things too busy with family uh yeah too busy with family yes you could be too busy with family you know you're too busy with family when family is more important than God you know, you, you know you, this is going to throw you. You know you're too busy with family when family's more important than the people of God. See, again, it's impossible to give your family the best without extending yourself out to God's people. See, because it takes more to extend yourself to God's people, but what that does on your inside is what you use to pour into your family. So, 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 so I'll give you an example. Suppose you just, you and your family were in a cave. 
right? And you and you and your whole goal was I just want to make sure I protect and take care of my family. You're in this cave, right? Your family is going to get limited resources because you ain't getting nothing. You're only getting what's available in that cave. So to give your family what what they need, you're going to have to go outside of the cave. Right? You have to extend yourself outside of the cave. Uh I was uh I spent some time I I, I was all over the place and ministered in Toledo, but we was in Ohio too. Uh, well, you could call us uh, Mr. and Mrs. HGTV now, so because we, we, we was renovating the house. Uh, but I spent, I had uh, a, a 5:30 in the morning appointment yesterday with my son and my grandson. So because they was talking trash, basketball trash. So we was out there, but we were talking, and I, I watched my son share some things with my grandson. And then I watched my son remember some things. So I, so I took him through some drills. And then my son, I was sharing it, showing my grandson, but my son was like, yeah, yeah, little Dale, you got to do this. He said, it's all coming back to me now. But it came, it was stirred up when he was pouring out, when he was trying to extend himself to somebody else. You see what I'm saying? So that's why you got to get out of your cave, extend yourself to the people of God. Be faithful in that which is another man, and God will give you your own. When God gives you your own, who benefits from it? Your family. See, our faithfulness in someone else's is what is blessing our family, not just us sitting around making sure we can give our family the crumbs that we have left over because we are cheating ourselves from the abundance by not being faithful in another man's. And, and if you interview the kids, they don't want your crumbs. They want their inheritance. And they ain't going to get their inheritance hanging out in the cave. All right, all right, so I just thought I slipped that in there, right? So, because we could be too busy, as I was saying, I remember, we could be too busy uh, to get the things we need, right? So, and this is what God's trying to get us to do. Not lead out of our head, our intellect, right? Not lead out of our, 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 our physical being, our talent, or our, our abilities, but lead out of our spirit. They that are led by the spirit are the sons of God, right? All right, so he's trying to get us to lead out of our spirit. So to lead out of our spirit, we have to be submerged in God. To lead out of our spirit, we have to be submerged in God. So we talk about this in a baptism class. Uh, I know we have, we, we've been doing a master life and we've been doing um, survival kit. Well, survival kit and then master life because the Lord told us to, you know, just to hit discipleship for a while. But before that, we went through our, our discipleship classes. The first class was uh, living faith. We started out with living faith because everything we do, you have to attach your faith to. Then uh, from uh, living faith, we got into the new birth. We started talking about the new birth, you know, being born again and what all that means, you know, the whole indwelling. Then from the new birth, we got into baptism. And when we got into baptism, we talked about different levels of baptism. Uh, so we talked about uh, being baptized in water. We talked about the, first, the new birth is when you're baptized into the body of Christ. And then you're baptized in water. But then the third thing is you're submerged or baptized in the spirit. That's what we call that the infilling. Right. So here we're talking about being submerged in the spirit. If you're submerged in the spirit, everything that comes out of you, you're coming out of the spirit. See, even people listening to you when you're teaching, if you come out of the presence of God, if you're spending all your time in the presence of God and you step out of the presence of God, everything that comes out of your mouth is being being is flooded or saturated with the things of God. 
if you're shooting ball, it's saturated with the things of God. People are around. If you're running, it seems like you're running like the wind. You're running like Elijah when he outran those chariots. Why? Because you, you've come out of the presence of God. But if you came out of the presence of lust, if you came out of the presence of the flesh, if you come out of the presence of anger, if you come out of the presence of fear and insecurity, what do you think people are listening to then? See, that stuff don't penetrate nobody. You know how you struggle? You may struggle with your kids. You may struggle with your family. You may struggle in your marriage. You may struggle uh, with uh, various relationships. You know what the, what's causing the struggle? You're coming out of the flesh, not out of the spirit. See, you come out of the spirit, it penetrates people's hearts. They move. Something happens to them where they have to, they receive, they see different. But if you notice when you come out of the flesh, that's an argument. See, because you're coming out of self. You're not, you're not speaking what's best for them, you're speaking what's comfortable and easy for you, all right? So I thought I'd slip that in. So we're trying to lead out of the spirit. See, this is the thing. People find it easy to dismiss the man, but it's hard to dismiss God. So, so what I'm trying to tell you is people can dismiss you. I know you're sweet, but they can dismiss you. Get in the spirit. For some reason, you're undeniable now. They don't even know why. Because you're saturated in the spirit. But that takes some discipline, doesn't it, Z? See, if you're saturated in the spirit, you're submerged in the spirit, they got to give you the promotion. They're overwhelmed. Listen, Gideon put together about 30,000 folk. God cut, it and cut them down to 300. He cut them down to 300, but he still was like, man, God done lost his mind. So Gideon snuck in the enemy's camp. How did you get in the enemy's camp? And was chilling. And while, while he was in the camp, guess who they was talking about? Gideon. They was like, man, God's moving on this dude. Gideon, man, he going to wreak havoc. Everybody in the camp was frightened of him, who only had 300. See, 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 in God, you can do some things other people can't do. See, in, in yourself, you're going to get, look, you you ever like, you have to make a major decision and you talk to everybody? <laughs> like, and then you talk to somebody, you go, oh, you talk to Pastor Mel, and be like, oh, I got it. Woo, I got it. Then right after you talk to Pastor Mel, 25 minutes later, you talk to your cousin. And he's like, well, I was wondering what you think. Now, this person, this person out of the spirit, this person in the flesh, that's like, I don't know, man, you might not want to do that. Then you're going, man, maybe I shouldn't do that. Then 25 minutes later, you talk to somebody else. Five minutes later, you talk to somebody else. You keep talking to people. Right. See, because you're like Gideon. You think you need 30000 to win. Wow. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But, uh, hey, hey, but you only need 1% of that. <laughs> you only need 1%. Not, I didn't say 10. 1%. So you only need 1% of the wisdom to get it done. You only need the only thing, not everything. All right, so I just thought I slipped that in there because we got to, uh, because see, we're struggling and we're like, why don't people follow me? Because they ain't supposed to. They're supposed to follow God. Yeah, all the scriptures, even uh, uh, women, submit to your husband as unto the Lord. <laughs> I mean, just look, uh, submit yourselves one, uh, uh, unto one another as unto the Lord. See, we skip the as unto the Lord part. People supposed to follow you in the Lord. I mean, look, we, we have people coming up for counseling. Listen, the Bible says she's supposed to follow me. 
And you know what my response is? You following the Lord? Because you ain't following the Lord, she ain't following you. I'm not talking about following, like you quote scriptures, you carry a Bible and you come to church. That, that's not what I was talking about. I'm talking about when nobody's watching you following the Lord. See, you see, people follow your heart, not your head. Oh, guess what? They follow your heart, not your disposition. So like, like you can present yourself as a man of God. You can look like a man of God. You can act like a man of God. But if you're not a man of God in your heart, ain't nobody following you. So you know, you know how strong your relationship with God is by who's following you. No, no, not by who you manipulated, not by who you forced, not by who you intimidated, not by who you hustled. You know you're a leader in God's kingdom by who's following you, almost as if you're looking around going, why are they following me? See, because you can't see the God in you oozing out. Hey, but if you, but if you stop to take a, a spiritual selfie, ain't nobody following you. Because it's about you. Look, they following me. <laughs> I'm special. No, you're not. Right? All right, so, just, so, so again, we're leading out of the spirit. All right, I went in my notes, but I thought I'd get that to you. And see, this is the thing. When you're not leading out of the spirit, you're subject to some of these. And again, this is not a deliverance message because there's a, there's a world of Christianity where it's all about deliverance. So what they do is they turn everything to some type of spirit because then that legitimizes their deliverance service. So we are we casting out everything. But there are spirits and principalities now. But, but see, again, you know, my wife would tell you I'm like this. I'm not amplifying the devil, the demons, or nobody. I'm, I'm seeking first God. I'm magnifying God. That's what the scripture says, right? Magnify God. We're not making God bigger. God's already big. We see him as big as he is, right? So, but I, I, the scripture says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. So as a leader, you want to make sure you're not what, what the, have you, you have, see, we're submerged ourselves in the spirit. If we're not, we could be submerged into the wrong spirit. So we could be submerged into the Jezebel spirit. Now, it's not, it's a female name, but it, it could be male or, or female. Uh, it can house, house a male or a female. Now, what's the Jezebel spirit? Uh, it's, it's the uh, manipulation and control. See, it's all about manipulation and control. Now, I'm not saying because you don't trust God. So you got to hustle. You got to angle. You got to embellish. Y'all know what embellish means? That ain't the whole story. You left something out. Right? That's that manipulation control. Now, the thing is, but the Jezebel spirit doesn't have power. It, 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 uh, how could I say? It, it fills the vacancy of power. So, so how it looks in a, in, in, a, in a marriage is the guy is supposed to step up and lead, but he's been nurtured. So, uh, I don't know if I want to do that. Well, the Jezebel spirit, I, I got it. Or how it looks is the, 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 the female or the wife is supposed to, she's supposed to uh, uh, start the business. But she don't, she, she's scared. So, 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 I'll do it. So you got the, the husband who's not a businessman. He's trying to do something he ain't supposed to do because that person didn't step up. Or you, you see it all the time in church. person's supposed to sing, but they don't, they, they don't sing. They're supposed to play, but they ain't playing. Well, there's always somebody going, I, I, I got it. I'll do it. 
that person steps up. Now they're not, they're, they're, they're out of place. They're out of position. So now to stay in the position because they like the shine of it, they got to manipulate. They got to hustle because they don't want to be found out. Right? See, that's that, that, the manipulation and control. Now, another thing you got to watch out is for the Le Leviathan spirit. Again, we're not, it's not deliverance service, but you got to watch out. If you don't submerge yourself in the spirit, the, the Leviathan spirit twists everything. You ever see just a bunch of misunderstanding? That, that's subject to that Leviathan. Like, you can't hear clearly. You can't process. You don't seek to understand. You seek to confuse. Because your focus is protecting self or looking bad. So let's say you're in a situation and you don't know something. He don't know something. So I communicate something. Instead of him saying, what does that mean? I, I don't know. No one ever taught me that. He comes at me like I'm tripping. Because he don't want to be discovered that he don't know nothing. Which is stupid. Especially around here. Because you want me to know you don't know so I can give you what you don't know. Right? So you, so you, you, you keep, you know, as a young lady, she was probably like a, a sophomore in high school, and I'm having a conversation with her, and um, ministering to her, I worked in youth ministry, and, uh, and I gave, I lined up some things to help, and then, then I spent like 15 minutes complimenting her, just giving her compliments to assist her, okay, okay, we working on this, but you sweeted that. She started an argument on the compliments. And I, I'm, in, I'm confused. I'm in a room confused. I'm like, okay, what is, what's going on here? And come to find out, she, she was in the 10th grade, but she had a 4th grade education. She had been manipulating her way to the 10th grade. So she, she, didn't, understand, she, didn't, understand, she didn't understand the words that I, I was saying. So instead of saying, hey, what does that mean? Could you explain that to me? She, she didn't know what they meant, but, but that would have been okay too. Why does she pick the negative possibility of the word versus the positive? But because she was struggling educationally, she thought her intellect was her being. And so what I mean by that is she thought because she was struggling in education, none of her other self, her gifting, her calling, her anointing, right? Her creativity had no value because she was struggling to learn the intellect. Her beauty had no value because she was struggling intellect. Now, of course, we, 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 we discovered this by the Holy Spirit and we grew her uh, so she can actually operate and flow um, in life. But see, that's what I'm saying. That's that Leviathan spirit. And Lord knows we don't want to fall in that Judas spirit, do we? See, see now, now y'all say Judas, Judas spirit is a betrayal. Yeah, why? Ambitious. Wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. He was a disciple. Are you kidding? We're still talking about those guys. That's not enough. I need a couple, couple, couple pieces of jewelry too. I need to be the man. Well, he was the man. <laughs> he stood, he wanted to stand out. Guess what? He stood out. <laughs> right? Now, who selected him? Jesus. This is the thing. Jesus selected Judas because Judas was called to do something and he was trusted different than the other disciples. He was trusted with the money. Jesus selected him, he's trusted with the money. So, so it's, see, Jesus. But the thing is, you still have choice. I said before you, life and death, blessings and cursing. 
A person can be flowing just fine and allow, the scripture says he allowed uh, Satan to enter into his heart. Saul, first king selected. Watch out for the Saul spirit, controlling, envious and jealous. Same thing, Saul was selected by God. First king. But it said he allowed uh, the spirit. Look, he, remember I said leading out of spirit? Saul was leading out of spirit. Saul was the man. Got caught up in the overconfidence, presumptuous, tried to take responsibilities wasn't his, tried to do something different from what God told him to do. And it said the spirit left him and a troubling spirit came in his heart. Right? I, sh I should be giving y'all scriptures, my bad. Just so you can study this stuff out yourself, you know, don't take my word for it. So Saul will give you 1 Samuel 16, 14. I I'm kind of, yeah, I'm all fired up. So, you know, I was just rolling, you know, just rolling along, right? 1 Samuel 16, 4, 4 for Saul. Judas, look up Luke 22, uh, verse 3 and 4. So I gave you uh, 1 Samuel 16, 4 for Saul. Luke uh, 22, 3 and 4 for Judas. And I have entirely too much information on Jezebel. I just gave you like a, a tagline for Jezebel. So y'all study that out in, uh, what is it, First Kings, First Samuel? Uh, hold on, hold on. There's Jezebel, Ahab, Elijah, First Samuel, I believe. Yeah. Let's read the whole thing. I, I, I'm going to give you some more information because I'm going to teach on manipulation and control. So I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you more detail on uh, Jezebel, and then uh, uh, you can study a Ahab while you're out there. He was out there with Elijah, that complacent and easily manipulated spirit. That's why Jezebel was able to take a level of authority because uh, Ahab didn't step up and wasn't obedient to what God told him to do. And then um, I'm gonna give you Esther, uh, chapter three. I feel like I'm going real fast. Uh, verses 1 and 10. No, not real fast for you, real fast in general. You know, I'm not trying to keep pace with you. <laughs> All right. So Esther 3, 1 and 10. Esther 8, verse 3 and 5. No, verse 3 through 7. I'm sorry. Esther 8, verse 3 through 7. Um, and that's... that's uh, when you read through it, you're going to read about Haman, and you don't want to take on that Haman spirit either. Now, Haman was another person. He had a great position, but he got pres presumptuous, and he was arrogant. He got overconfident. And, and the thing is, if you study it out, uh, it, 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 connects to, it connects to just the whole lineage. Remember when God told Saul, see, see you got to be obedient. He told Saul to take out the king, and he saved them alive. And then uh, Samuel came back, and they, you know, they, they, they sliced him up. Well, if you study that lineage of that king, you're going to find Haman in there. If you study that lineage of that king, you'll find Haman in there. So when God tells you to do something, it's not just a today effect. It's a long-term effect, Right? You know, that lineage, you know, I mean, listen, Haman was trying to take out God's in inheritance. 
He said, they have all the Jews. All of them. Not just one. He was trying to, like, so God worked to, to establish the children of Israel. Haman was trying to take them out by himself. But he ended up, you know, getting his head chopped off, right? All right, so watch out for these spirits. I want to, I want to throw those in there. And this, this, the whole thing about this manipulation and control, and I'll share this with you because you see stuff and you'll be like, man, man, you might, you might see a, a female controlling a guy and you go, see, man, man, she just, you know, she, she, she's just trying to run him. No, 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 no. It don't work that way. Even, even uh, 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 you know, you have, uh, it's called W-R-A-S-S-E. You can study out for yourself. Uh, Rassy is a fish. And what happens is if the male is supposed to lead the school, but if the male uh, doesn't lead or dies, the female turns into a male to lead the school. It's, it's, it's two of them. I could be mixing them up. I'll give you the other one. Uh, you know, I mean, I just got off the road, but I'll give you the, other, the, other, the name of the other fish. So, so just, just shifts over, right, when you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Right? So you, you just got to, complacency is not an option. Disobedience is not an option. Because what you're doing is you're making room for someone else to get in place. That person is in a position that they weren't designed to have. And so they're going to be fearful. They're going to look over their shoulder. And only, and, but they're going to like the attention from it. They're going to like the props of it, and they're going to, so to, to hold on to the, the attention, they don't realize they fall, they're selling themselves short. The little bit of attention they get is nothing compared to what God has designed for them. But, but it, take, it feels good. So they'll be hustling. They'll start willing to deal and hustling and manipulating because they don't want to lose uh, the feel. It's almost like crack. They don't want to lose the feeling of that, that position, right? So, so, so we, I, I wanted to say that because Again, many, uh, many are called, but few are chosen. Uh, Matthew twenty two fourteen. Matthew twenty two fourteen is that scripture. You don't have to turn there. But many are called, but few are chosen. So, you know, I, for the sake of time, you know, I, I taught this some years ago, but I lined up, I called a bunch of people out of the audience. I just... So I was calling by name. So let's say I call Jamal, I call Siobhan, I call Chris, I call Pastor Melanie, I call Lou, I call Terrell, and I call them all out, right? So I call them all up, and they all standing here. So they all call, right? And then what I did was I chose three of them. So many were called, but few were chosen. And it's how you answer the call. See, so... So, so you have, see, you, you've heard this for years. Uh, we, we, we've been ministering to some people, and when we hear it all, man, I was called such and such. I've been called. Yeah, you, you know, uh, the Lord called me, I think it was 83 when I was called. Man, listen, it's not about the calling. It's about being chosen, and it's how you answer the call. God's calling you. Now you have to submit to the tutors and governors into the appointed time of the Father. The calling doesn't mean you have a license to put yourself on a platform, right? See, but we don't trust. Uh, uh, we were ministering in, uh, in Toledo, and, and, you know, so this is a Baptist church, so we brought the people up. And like I do here, I explain things. Because I was letting them know. I said, listen now, the presence of God is here. I said, so I don't, we don't, want, nobody, I don't want nobody falling down, you know, just because you think you're supposed to. 
I said, most of the time when you do that, you don't think God going to knock you down. And I explained to him, when, when, when the presence of God is there and man is there, something got to give. And it, it's going to be man. But most people don't trust that God is going to uh, hit them. So they fall down. It's just like pressure, you know. We up there, you see other people fall down, they fall down. I said, no, 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 no. Now, now I'm in a foreign place. These, they, they, I've never been there before. These people don't know me from Adam. Correct? And, 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 and they were instructed, don't just be falling. Right? Because I wanted them to experience the presence of God, the power of God. To, to see God in operation. Right? Well, same thing with leadership. Why, why, why would somebody manipulate? Because they don't trust that God will promote them. Why would somebody get so ambitious they put themselves on the platform? Because they don't believe God will promote them. God will come out of nowhere and place them on that platform. If you answer the call correctly and you, you embrace the preparation, we talked about that tapestry, all the layered learning, you, you don't have to look around. God will find you. All right? Uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians 1. Something I told my son years ago. I said, son, I don't care what, what college will you, go to, you go to. And 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 I explained it to him a couple of ways. He had a kid that in his senior year scored 45 or, or uh, in the senior year and scored some other points. And all of a sudden, uh, scouts start coming to the games. I said, son, you notice he scored 45 one game. And they showed up. You know why they showed up? The 45 means he was called. When they showed up, how what they saw would have determined if they chose them, <laughs> right? If they went, if they saw, oh, that was just he played against you know these the little dudes. Everybody was four two, you know, and you know he's six eight. <laughs> oh man, this dude can't play, <laughs> right? I I, I told him I I, I told him uh, playing for this uh, uh, high school. It was a. Uh, it's like a charter school, Mount Zion, right? And, and, and they was practicing at a gym, uh, YMCA or something. Guess what? They were 29 all that year. They found him. He didn't go to college. They found him. They found him. He went on to have a great NBA career. And, and what I said is, what I told my son is I said, son, if you are the best, if you're good, see, if you handle the tutors and governors right, they're going to find you. You ain't got to hustle. You, ain't gotta, you don't even have to worry. They will find you. And it, if you and God, he's going to make sure they find you. Right? All right, so, so same thing with leadership. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 1. Did I tell you that? All right, let's go to uh, verse 26. It says, for you see, uh, your, uh, you see your calling, brethren. Look. Not how not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. All right. So it's, it's saying that even the people called don't look like like a lot. Of, there's a lot of David's versus David's brothers. David's brothers look like kings. But David was the one that was selected to be king. Right. It says, look, now he's talking about chosenness here. It says, but God has chosen. Now he's talking about all the people that are called. Remember I told you? A lot of people call. Now he says, he says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and the base things or the lower, lowly things of the world 
And the things which are despised has God chosen, yea, the things which are not, to bring to naught the things which are. That no, Why does he choose things this way? That no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ, who, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Now, now in this verse 29. That no flesh should glow in glory in his presence. So, so, so again, if we, if we, if we're embracing reality here, which I'm in reality, Keith ain't sweet. I'm in that reality because I know everything that I see is God. I just know it's God. If something happens, listen, Sunday was God. Matter of fact, we have so many people talking to us, but. But it wasn't Keith and Melanie. I know that for a fact. You don't have to tell me. I know it. I know already. And, and I kept saying, I was like, well, you know, I was listening to the pastor, listening to the first lady, listening to the different people. And then we had somebody that we knew that was there, and I was listening to them. I was like, I'm listening because I said, no matter what y'all tell us, we still have no idea what y'all experienced. We have no idea. We will never know because we would have to be them, Right? But I do know something, it wasn't Keith and Melanie. In a million years, it couldn't have been Keith and Melanie. The, listen, the stuff that was said to those people, people were coming up to us, it's coming up to her, it's coming, I just wanna let you know, one guy, service almost over, he asked to get the mic. He said, man, I just got to say this, man. He said, she spoke to me and there's no way she could know this. She spoke about, about what he went through, he was in prison and stuff like that, it's no way. But I wanted her to know that was God. Somebody came up, a young lady came to me. Listen, most people don't tell you. A lot of you, you men and women of God, you speak to people, they don't say nothing to you. But I want to come up to you because no, you wouldn't even know this. You'll go away and not know, man, did I say the right thing or not? But I want you to know there's no way you could have known that. What I'm trying to tell you is this was what everybody, you, you went to the one person Everybody in the building but one person came to the altar. And we, we've just about 80% of those people we spoke into. And, and, and they just kept coming up. L listen, I wasn't trying to speak into nobody. Matter of fact, my, I told my wife, I told the pastor, I said, my plan was just to come up. Now we do the altar call. We hold hands. Pray for everybody. And we're on our way. Let's go. And the Lord just starts speaking. Listen, I wasn't speaking. I'm telling you, I know I wasn't speaking because some of the stuff, one time the Lord told me to tell the person missions and what, uh, it was missions and, um, no, it was travel first. And then he said, missions. I said, listen, it was just, when it came out my mouth, I said, cause see, when I did the stuff for you guys, I could be in the office going, Lord, you want me to say that? He's like, say that. Well, I ain't had no time for all that. So I was like, listen, I looked at the young lady. Now, I don't know her business, but I, looked, I said, listen, listen, hey, 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 I ain't got nothing to do with that. That was God. That's how God, listen, we, we could tell you more stuff, but that's how God be rolling. See, so, so no flesh could glory in his presence. There's nothing we could say. Oh, yeah, you know, I roll like that all the time. No, I don't. Matter of fact, what took place in that church, I've never done that way in that church with neither one of us. Ever. The way it flowed, I'm saying. We can pray for people and all types of stuff before, what I'm saying. So, so that's how God, God is working. That's what God's trying to do with you. So allow him to resurrect you, to call you. Uh, see, see, 
that's what David did. David stood back. Even oh, see, most of y'all, once y'all got that oil slapped on your head, I guarantee you to spend every day by the castle. Every day you'd have been at the castle. You'd have tried to cut the hedges, something. You'd have tried to be at that castle every day. Try and then you would have tried to orchestrate your way in, like to cook for Saul or something. You every day you'd have done that. David went back out and was tending the sheep. Listen, he went back into the most secret, unassuming, not on a map place. Matter of fact, I know what David was doing. David was like, oh, I'm anointed to be king? All right, so God, we definitely going to see if this is you because I'm going back out here to the sheep. <laughs> if it's you, hey, if it's you, resurrect me from here. <laughs> Woo! If it's you, resurrect me from here then. If it's you, listen, I'm staying with these sheep. If it's you, Lord, then you get me to the castle. If it's us, we'd be like, oh, no, I was, no, just in the neighborhood. I was just in the neighborhood, which I need some help. See, we try to, we try to, we try to, we try to position ourselves because we don't trust God. Ah, right. You see the difference? You see the difference? See, David didn't look no more on the outside, but he was royalty where it counted. In his heart. Are you royalty in your heart? See, 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 ah, you, you, can't, you can't become royalty in your heart trying to do everything for show. Even the scripture says, when you do your arms, do it secretly. He says, if you, what you do in secret, God will reward you openly. He wasn't, see, alms, you're giving of your heart is what alms is. I know it's, it's money, right? But guess what? If you're giving anything of your heart, what you do in a secret, God will reward you openly. We're trying to do stuff in public, and we ain't doing nothing in secret. But we're trying to be rewarded openly. You know what God says? The same thing he said to the person that, 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 that prayed, and, and, and they, they prayed for three hours. They had all the phrases. He says, you had your reward. I was playing in, a, in, a, uh, was playing in a, a league, so we get to the game, and, and we made it to the championship. You had to go through all these rounds, and we get to the championship game. So we lost championship game, but we lost championship game because, and you're going to know who I'm talking about. So this particular person didn't play the way they normally would play. And so I was talking to the person later. I said, man, uh, what's, what's, what's going on? What you do last night? So the person, well, you know, I, you know, the, now we was going to church. I had, I had a couple beers, this, that, and other. I said, oh, okay. This, this, this was my statement. I said, oh, you had your reward. That's why we didn't win the championship. You already had your reward. Y'all think I'm talking about the basketball game? See, the thing is, we're, we're, we're taking bribes privately. <laughs> We're taking bribes privately. Remember, don't the scripture says, uh, uh, was it Moses in, in, in uh, Hebrews 11? He said he, he sacrificed the pleasures of sin, the, the, the pleasures uh, for us, uh, because he had a greater reward, right? Yeah, we're getting our reward and missing out on the greater. We keep saying we want to be great. God said, I'm looking at you when no one's watching. 
You look shiny in public, but you look filthy in private, is what God say. I, I didn't say that. I'm not hanging with you. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> well, I wasn't there, not physically. All right, so even Paul in Ephesians 3, 7 through 8, I got I to gotta speed up here because I was the one that was late. Um, in Ephesians 3, 7 through 8, you can write, that, write it down. Look, Paul started talking. Now, now, Paul wrote all this stuff. You know, Ephesians is one of the epistles. These were letters that was written. Right, Paul said, look, look, he said, he described himself as the, the, the less, less than the least of all saints. Like, like, look at the adjectives. Less than the least of all saints. That's how he described himself. And see, God made him great. Right? God did what? He made him great. And so that's what we have to do. And so that's what you always hear us talking about being leaders and not lorders, right? Right? Let's go to 1 Peter 5. I'm just trying to flow with the spirit, not trying to be too rehearsed, not trying to be rehearsed at all. You know, that's the other thing I'm learning too. Uh, when, I, when I mean I'm learning, I mean I know, you know, you hear, hear about flowing with the spirit. But, but I honestly, uh, well, what we experienced in Toledo, because you know, I talk, talk to you guys about emptying out all the time, right? And so sometimes as a, as a man of God or as a pastor, you've learned to empty out at a certain level. And you can almost like get complacent with that because a lot of people aren't emptying out at that level. But God wants you to empty out it based on you. It's like it's customized. Like, so you can empty out more than your son and you go, you ain't at this level, but God's going, you're not emptying out to your fullness. And so a part of what God's been doing with this revival fire, because these people have revival. I'm, I'm trying to, listen. That flame went all the way to Toledo. And it started, it started that one night with King and then it, uh, the, the fast week, that flame was lit. Oh, listen, I'm trying to tell you, those people have revived. But anyway, I emptied out. She emptied out. And see, for a man of God, sometimes God is pouring so much out. Like, you can almost, yeah, that's enough. That was my challenge when I first started playing ball. So if I, if I scored like the first 10, 15 points, I would go, well, I scored the 15. Let me just pass to everybody else so they won't be jealous. But I had missed. So you're supposed to put the ball in the hands of the person that has the best opportunity to score. At that particular time, it was me. But I'd be like, ah, i just give it to him because I don't want to. And, and uh, I was talking to another guy one day. He said, he said, he said uh, why don't you shoot more? He says, why are you passing the ball? He says, you haven't missed. And, and I realized it would, it, it was a, I was choking. Not choking in fear, but once I start making all the shots, all the attention's on me. And everybody's expecting me to keep doing it. And, just to, and then people are going to be like, oh, he think he all that, this, that, another. I don't think none of those things. I'm just, I love to play. I'm just making shots. I had to be able to, I had to be able to drop 60. And not, and deal with all that was going to come with that, that platform. Now, I'm, I'm, that's literal. I'm not making that up. I had to be able to handle that. And I didn't realize it until uh, recently. Guys, like, I was just training you that way. So in the kingdom, 
you got to be able to pour it out regardless of what was said. You know, right? And listen, I, listen, I, I didn't solicit anything, but what was prophesied was God hid you in Charlotte to prepare you for the world. It wasn't, I didn't make that up. It, like, like because it, 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 I used all these examples of these men of God, right, when I was teaching. And the man of God was like, are all the people you use? He said, first he said, God's just setting you up to, to bring you in those circles. He said, oh, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. He says, God's setting you up because those circles need your spirit. I, 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 I didn't make that up. I didn't say that. You see what I'm saying? Like, but because we emptied out. See, God wants you to astonish folk. Not to hype folk up. He wants people in awe with how much he comes out of you. But how is that going to happen? Lewis, how will that happen? You got to decrease so he can increase. It costs something. You can't stop to assess yourself and empty out. Right? Because you're going to be like Pastor Keith back in the day. You're going to choke. That's enough. That's too much. <laughs> All right? All right, so, 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 oh, uh, 1 Peter 2. 1 Peter 5, verse 2. All right, so, so as leaders, as, as people of God, because everybody at different levels has to do this, at the gym, uh, with your family, uh, playing football, God's, God's using us, whether, whether, it's, whether it's cutting hair, whether it's at the job, God's trying to use us all. And if you're a part of heirs, God, every, the first two, three hundred people are definite leaders to prepare the leaders coming in, right? All right, so uh, it says, feed the flock of God which is among you. So whoever's among you, right? It says, taking oversight thereof, not by constraint, look, look, not by holding back. But willingly, not for filthy lucre, not, 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 it ain't about money, but of a ready mind. So I'm always ready. Uh, we were talking about that some, with somebody this week, baby, I don't know, but always be ready. Like you're, you're attentive, uh, ready for God to use you, right? It says, neither as, look, neither as being lords over God's heritage. See, leaders, not lorders, but being examples to the flock. Now, now, you, you, someone like a pastor or minister stuff like that yeah you don't those you don't want to be a lorder but in our lives we're not getting to these platforms to lord over people we're getting to these platforms to lead people god's not taking you to that stage so you can look down at everybody he's taking you to that stage so you can serve them leadership so they can get to the same platform that's why and if he knows you'll do that you'll get there easy if he can't trust you, you're going to struggle and may never get there. Right? Right? So, so again, it's about being leaders, not lorders. What is it? Leaders, not lorders. That's why if you go down to verse 6, it says, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Who? Who's going to exalt you? Look, look, the, the verse before it says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. Now, when you see younger and older, of course, physically, there's an obvious younger and older pattern, right? But I'm older over there than DJ. But suppose DJ is mature in the spirit. 
Well, then if I'm if I'm not as mature, I have to submit to that spirit so I can get from him. Because what you submit to, you draw from what you submit to, you draw from. Right. But see, some people aren't haven't been drawing any power, any anointing. Right. Any impartation because they've submitted to no one for years. See, see that's the whole spiritual authority. So and no, no, no. They've they've look like they submitted. They've said all the submitting words, but submission is not from your head, it's not from your body, it's in your heart. So some people have not in their heart submitted to no one. They've been doing their own thing. And so that's why, they're, they're, it, listen, they're like, they're like Judas and Saul. They were anointed, powerfully anointed, but they got overconfident, they rested, they still ride on that same anointing. No new rhema, no new power, no new impartation because they've stopped submitting. You never stop serving and submitting. Never. Well, you can if you, if you, if you want temporary power, do it. But if you want ever ready, <laughs> if you want some ever ready power, then you're always submitting. They just shall live by faith. Faith that my level of service don't make me less than. It set me up so God can elevate me to be more than. You see the difference? Yeah, yeah, so, so, so we got to stop playing around with this thing. That's why uh, it says, uh, likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. It says, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and give grace to the humble. If that's the only scripture in the Bible, you think that you get a pass for being proud. God doesn't come nowhere around the prideful. He, it says he... Read through the Bible. How many scriptures does he resist somebody? He resists the proud. He gives grace. He gives ability. That word grace there is ability to, to the humble. He gives promotion to the humble. He gives power to the humble. He gives impartation to the humble. Look, he gives platforms to the humble. But the proud he resists. It says be clothed with humility. Now to be clothed with humility is different than, hey, I'm, uh, when, when people see me, I'm going to look humble. <laughs> if you clothe, you're wearing it. If they touch you, it'll spill, it'll spill on them. You're so full of humility, it'll spill on them. Actually, you don't even know you're humble. Everybody else does. Everybody else does. And I'm going to give you this scripture. I, I live by this one. I gave it to my grandson uh, yesterday morning. And I'm going to give it to you. I've talked about it, but... Sometimes we need to read it. I told him, you need to write it down somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, that's why I was telling you, back. Yeah, my son was over there. Co yeah. L tell him, Dad. <laughs> he was over there like, you know, saying good. Somebody else going through what I went through. Those are my guys, man. I had so much fun with them. All right, so uh, Pro uh, Proverbs. I told you Proverbs. Did I say 27? Proverbs 27. <laughs> Proverbs 27. Listen, listen. Please, please. Especially if you struggle. You know, some of us struggle with pride. Even though we're clouded from the pride that we're struggling with. You, you ever see somebody in a room and uh, people are talking about pride and they go, yeah, they need to get that. And you be sitting next to them going. Because <laughs> when you hear it, you hoping they get it. But then they come to you later. 
You know, it's like we sitting there, and let's say, I'm not, but let's say I was dealing with pride. And so you hear the message, Z, so you're like, man, I hope Pastor Keith get this. And then at the end of the service, i like, Z, man, that was a great message on pride, man. I hope these people get it because they need to be more humble. <laughs> and you sitting there going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you, you know, then you try to like change the message around a little bit, hoping that they'll get that it applies to them and bring stuff out of the message. Like, like, because it's pride also carries something else with it. It's called blindness. Right? So, so it's like, like everybody know but the person. <laughs> right? Right. So let's Proverbs 27. We'll, we'll, we'll do verse 2. You, you, uh, you know, put this in your pocket if you've struggled with pride. If somebody's talked to you about pride, carry the scripture with you. Okay? Uh, it says, let another man praise thee. Look, not, and, and not with thine own mouth. Look, look, a stranger, not with thine own lips. So now, look, look, look. It says, let another man praise thee. So, so the first level is the people that's around us. Let them go, wow, Ty, that was powerful, right? Let them say that, not me. But then it took it to another level. It says a stranger. Now, why did, why, why did he go to a level to say a stranger? Because if a stranger says it, see, like, it's no benefit. It's not like they can't get nothing from you. They're not pumping. You know they're not pumping you up. But if my wife says it to me, and, and, and again, my wife, my wife tells me the truth, but how many of us have embellished encouraging people that we care about? I just raised my hand because maybe y'all have it. Well, you say stuff to people and you, like, you want to keep them encouraged, but you don't want to hurt their feelings. You know, it could be your kids or whatever, right? But guess what, a stranger, they're not pumping you up. Either they won't say nothing, or they'll say what's powerfully impacted them. So now that's why the scriptures, let another man praise thee. If you want to know what God's doing, listen to what people say without being solicited or coerced to no benefit of themselves. Right? But if you aren't running around with your head big because somebody that uh, because of nepotism is what I call it. Because of ne- y- y'all know what nepotism is, right? No. Okay, so nepotism is, uh, it could be a family member, somebody you're close to, you know, so you in HR and AJ shows up. So let's say you have an assistant. I'll just give you an assistant, all right? I'm just, I don't know if you have an assistant, but you have one now. So you have an assistant. AJ comes, you hire AJ with no skills, and then... A week later, you promote him as your assistant. <laughs> That's nepotism. <laughs> yeah, that ain't working. I, I don't know where I'm at. I'm all over the place. Probably per Proverbs 27 too, but I was supposed to give you something and then close out of here, right? Um, all right, so, so to be... I just want to give you this. So, so again, you know, we talk about the chisel, the chosen, and the chickens. And, and if you didn't figure it out, the chickens are the list of, that I gave you. I gave you Ahab. I gave you Leviathan. I gave you Haman. I gave you Paul. I gave you. No, not Paul. My fault. Judas, right. Right. See, see those people, they, they fell into a level of darkness, and, and now you got to hustle. You know, the people, the chickens are hustling. They're always hustling, manipulating. 
Now, I, I, I use Esther, the chapter, to, to, because when you read through it, is it, that's where Haman is listed. Right, right, yeah. So, 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 but, but those people are, are uh, see, chickens, they're, they're afraid. They don't believe. See, the scripture says, fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So where we're struggling, which we, we're not struggling, but where a lot of us have struggled is we have feared. We haven't stood still, and we've never seen God come through, so we really don't believe God. Respectfully. I, I mean, l listen, listen, listen. We can tell you, we've been around some great people. Well, great people, people doing great things. People doing things that the world sees as special. But these people don't believe God at all. And in some cases, never have. And the thing is, it, it, see, that's what we're trying to lead. We're trying to, we're trying to be an example to the flock of how real God is. So it ain't by what we say. Not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and power. So your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And I used that scripture on Sunday. And listen, li listen, my wife was getting texts from people she just met all through dinner when we left that place. Like the, the, the people just fired up. I'm from the pastor to the the secretary to all types. Why? Because they experienced God. And so, you know, we, now, that was our first time there. So at the end, somebody came up to us and said, you know, this has never happened here before, right? No, we, no, we, do we, no, we don't flow like this. Yeah, but you don't know. You figure this is kind of how they roll. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? What, what? It, it wasn't us. Y'all know we ain't do nothing. What I'm saying is God to them, God's real. So I was talking to a guy. Uh, I, I slipped this in. And so, 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 so people was getting double prayed for, right? Right, because she took one side, I took one side. So, so I prayed for a young lady. She said she didn't get praise, so she'd get prayer from Pastor Mel, right? Well, well so, so she prayed for a guy. I'm over here, I'm praying for people. So I came back, did you get prayed for? He was like, no, 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 right? And so, so I prayed with him, and then the Lord told me to speak some things, but the whole time, and this is why I fear not their faces don't be spared by the looks of speech, but the whole time, this dude was just, like, it, 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 he, he, you know, most of people were shaking, crying, trying to stand up, you know, all types of stuff, so you knew they was receiving, right? This dude didn't flinch, just stoic as it could be. And so I was, but I just kept speaking what God said. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm imparting into him. I'm saying what's going on in his life and what's going to happen. And really, if, if I was going by his face, I'd be like, this, none of this is accurate. <laughs> Seriously, he was just. So when I finished praying, I said, do you receive that? This dude snatched me and grabbed me and held on as tight as he could. Thank you, man of God. Thank you, man of God. And you would never know by the face. <laughs> right? So, so again, this is what God wants to do with us. He wants us to lead out of the spirit. He wants us to be leaders. Um, and this is the thing. See, see, when people see God is real, a light goes on. When a light goes on, people run out of the cave. They run out of the prison. They run out of bondage. And see, so true leaders don't leave, people, uh, don't leave behind prisoners of war. 
by comforting their bondage. See, there's a, see that's, not a, that's not a leader to just make people comfortable bound and, 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 and call it kindness. What kind of kindness leaves somebody in prison? Yeah, I, I told you this before. You show up at the prison, you bring what? Uh, you bring some cake and ice cream. And, 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 and so the person says, you know, nobody came to visit me, but you, you were there. Now, in your pocket, you have keys. The keys can release the person from prison. Well, you, hey, here you go. And then they go, man, you know, you were there for me, man. And then your ego filled up. I was there for you. I did my good deed. And you go home free. But the person's still locked up in prison. And then you say, I'm operating as a man or woman of God. He said, no, no. Set the captives free. That's what, the, right? Luke, Luke 4? To set the captives free. Right? Free, uh, freely you've been given. Freely you give. They'll know the truth and the truth will free them. One of the keys you have is called truth. Are you giving it? You can free some people. But, but you're just making it more and more comfortable. And then you wonder why people don't change. Why would they? They're not dealing with the cost. You are. Why would they change? You see what I'm saying? So when you want to, when you want to step up into leadership, it's time to set some people free. And it's, it, listen, it ain't gonna, it ain't easy. You got to walk by faith. God has to be real to you, for you to show a real God to others. Now we're leading. We're leading people out of darkness into the marvelous light. We're leading people out of uh, horoscopes, out of fantasies, out of. Uh, watching all the tickers, watching the they says, he said, I read, watching, you were leaving them out of all that into the kingdom of God. We leave, look, we, we, look, we get them out of the bondage of medicine into, he sent his word to heal me. By his stripes I'm healed. He removed sickness from the midst of me. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Oh, that's, gonna, that's a whole lot better than, here, take, a, take another pill. See, we lead people out of dependence on man to depend on God. Why? Because we do. All right, that's all.